Hi there, and welcome to JK We Are Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am the magician master of this podcast. And what that means is I... I do. And what, <laughs> I hate that I start yeah, that way. What does it mean, Michael? What does that mean? I have to explain my job every time. It's terrible. Why did I do that to myself? <laughs> yeah, what that means is um, I set up a bunch of beautifully crafted stories, wonderful, elegant prose that can drift through audio format into your ears, which I let a whole bunch of people trample all over and destroy uh, for our mutual amusement. And let's meet those tramplers now. Hi again, this is me, Lucas Fischer, and I play Jasper Casper, who is a wizard from the non-magical world, and all that Jasper wants is... Try and find a place to belong, and I'm sure that we can help him. I'm Sebastian Kinder, and I play Eric Miller, a musician, magician with a troubled past. His family has forgotten who he is, even though I'm sure maybe in some kind of way some other people wish that might happen. I don't know. We shall see. Shall we? That is sad. That is so sad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I hope they will all remember you. Yeah, at some point. Mm. I hope they will. All right, I, I will try to remember you. Hey everyone, I'm Nadine Kuhn and I play a little pixie elf called Sassley Mary Nature Spring, who is recently totally shocked because her dad wants to bring her home. Um, Sassley accidentally created herself wings, but unfortunately they don't work, they don't fly. And that's the reason why she's in Neudrachenberg right now, to figure that out. And today we have once again with us our extra special guest star. Uh, we're really, really happy to welcome Nate Huntley to the show. Uh, Nate, tell us. <laughs> I know everybody else has a prepared has 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 a prepared little info. Hello, hello. <laughs> hey. I'll just say whatever. Yeah, you there can say no literally rules. anything you want about uh, your character. But why don't you introduce him once more for everybody? Perfect. So, hello, everyone. My name is Nate Huntley. And I'm playing Fredly Mary Nature Spring. He's my dad. Um, I am. Yes, I am Sassley's father. Uh, you may be wondering why Sassley and I both have Mary as our middle name. It's because Rose, my my wife, Rose Mary was her, her Mary was her middle name, and and in order for her to take my last name, she said that I had to take her middle name. So my name is Fredly Mary Nature Spring. I love this so much. <laughs> if the show runs well, then uh, by the end of the show, it will also be. Uh, Eric Mary Miller and Jasper Mary Casper. <laughs> <laughs> Only time will tell. I yes, I am a pixie elf as well uh, from the Pixie Shire. I am a naturopath. That is my profession and trade. And that is uh, your discipline on your character sheet. So instead of being a professor of tomorrow or a creature master or a musician magician, Fredly is a naturopath, which is a special discipline that we created just for him based on things that Nadine had told us about Fredly that she wrote down and sent to me long ago that she herself has probably uh, That she's very about. stressed about and tried to find all the notes. <laughs> she did. Um, she was sweating when her dad showed up. I was like, oh my gosh. Because I had just gone and listened to everything. <laughs> and I wrote it all down. But yeah, Naturopath is kind of a, in the world that we created here, uh, sort of a, a healer who uses natural means of healing. You know, they're going to use whatever herbs and plants and uh, natural salves that they create. But 
uses a little magic instinctively to accomplish those things. Oh. You know, but but we don't, you know, we pixie elves, we don't like spells. Yeah. We, we think that it causes bad luck, so. Yeah, right. You know, we, no we don't like we gotta We gotta get on out of here. <laughs> right, right. I, I also really don't like them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Say that again to us when your dad isn't around. How about that? I won't. I won't, Eric. It's a lie. I won't. Why would I say it? <laughs> oh, Micah, the character's coming back into the intro again. Oh, we have to stop it. I, I know. <laughs> I'm aware. Now now that I've let them in once, it's going <laughs> to be in here. Michael time. actually said it's not Nadim playing Sassly. It's like, actually, my wife is Sassly. I don't know how often I talk to him at home as Sassly. And he's like, you need to be Nadine. You need to be Nadine every now and then. <laughs> This isn't the elf. I mean, the woman that I married. <laughs> so, yeah, Fredly doesn't have spells necessarily, but has magical abilities that he can access. And I know that you have you have two uh, magical abilities that you kind of use, not necessarily like you're casting a spell, but that you can naturally access. Indeed, I do. And uh, why don't you tell the folks Ooh. at home what what those are, and just like a, a short version of what they do. <laughs> Okay, great, 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 great. So I'm going to purposefully butcher this. So it is Pixie Puffaster. Um, and and um, so what that does is I can heal any characters who survived one constitution roll if I roll like uh, between 8 and 12. And basically it's a healing spell. Um, it is a magical discovery, I think, is, is the category, if, if you would say. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then my second one is... Pixie Pufflants, and that is where I can grow um, different types of plants depending on my role. So if I roll higher, I can I can create huge plants that will help me. And if I roll lower, I roll <laughs> plants that just don't do anything at all. I'm so excited to uh, see these abilities in action. Right, the healing spell works a little differently than mm, how we might necessarily think about healing, but hopefully we'll get a chance to... Use that while we play and uh, see it a little further. Pardon? You can count on me. But basically, it will walk back any damage that you have based on how high Fredly rolls on his magical ability. So if you've been hit once, it might get rid of a hit, you know? So instead of mm. having to roll a 14 to survive your next constitution, you might be walked back down to only needing a 10 and so on. And at his higher rolls, of course, he can heal an entire constitution. So he has ways to actually incrementally heal people, which is cool. Crazy. Good thing I, I understood Maybe. everything that you just said. <laughs> the, cru the crucial question is, Nate, are you as good in rolling the dice as Nadine and I are? <laughs> You know, that's. Uh, I I think we're just gonna have to find out. <laughs> well, I hope not. I hope not. So that's great. You can you can heal with a what was it called? Pixie Puff Blaster. Flaster. Pufflaster. Pufflaster. I heal you with Pixie Puff Blaster. I love it. And for the folks at home, Flaster in German, it's like a band aid, right? It means like a, a bandage. Oh, a flaster. Yeah. Flaster. Yeah. I see. Yeah. The spell Pixie is Pixie Flaster, like oh, Pixie it. bandage, and the other one is Pixie plants, like Pixie plant. But Fredly has his own way of pronouncing those the right way i just thought it's a pixie puff blaster and i was like wow he's healing with a pixie puff blaster you, you blast them with with like a laser and it solders it shut he hasn't unlocked that ability yet maybe next time we see fredly you're not shooting band aids Are you sure? <laughs> they, they they do come out of a blaster yeah uh, that's actually way more fun now you shoot band-aids yeah. that's official if i roll a nat 20 can it can it be a, a gun if you roll a nat 20 a magical bandage gun will appear in your hand <laughs> 
And I'm like, stay, stay away, everyone. My dad is going to heal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so two quick final things from Nate. Two quick final questions. You know, every character has a catchphrase and a core value. And a catchphrase is something that you kind of, uh, a phrase that you attune yourself to that mm-hmm. says a little bit about how you deal with the world and your core value. That's, that's kind of what's most important to you. So uh, what is your catchphrase and your core value? So my catchphrase is, oh boy, guess all nature spring into action. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dad joke, which is just the best. (laughs) When Michael and I were coming up with this, I was like, it has to be a pun. It has to be a dad joke. (laughs) So we were just like, Nature Spring, Fredly, Mary. We were just like going through all of it. Um, <laughs> I think we landed on the best possible one. I think that's the golden ticket. You got the golden ticket, Charlie. Uh, wow, we're terrible. And then the core value is I want to protect my family and shelter them from outside communities. Yeah. It kind of sounds it. nice, but like protect mm. them from outer, like from other communities, also a little. From people that might do them harm, exactly. Like these people at this school <laughs> that we don't trust. <laughs> I just thought your core, core value is to survive the marriage <laughs> with Rosemary. <laughs> <laughs> with Rosemary and Nature Spring. He's like, no, She's I, there's no point in trying. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just trying to make it as far as I can. <laughs> uh, excellent. Thank you so much for... Uh, talking us through that and thank you so much for joining us oh of course i do mention this in the post credits uh, i'll put the link in the show description but nate does run a very funny youtube channel called argyle gargoyle try to say that three times fast uh, <laughs> and you should absolutely check it out but right now we're on jk we're rolling and i don't want to wait any longer i want to get right into this so without much further ado let's begin this next episode of jk we are rolling no first i have to watch a youtube video last time on jk we are rolling hey it's me lucian from wolf shield remember this voice from the duel and stuff just giving some context so last episode the shieldless hmm, had fought and navigated their way through the urbaum and reached the top level There, they were confronted by a creature of immense power, the one referred to as She by the Guardians of the Urbaum. The creature seemed to have some sort of mental control over other animals, as the Shieldless were paralyzed and placed in their animal forms. Bumper and Wilbur were called forth in a trance before being plunged out of the tree. Then the creature ripped the Shieldless out of their animal forms, returning them to their human selves. This creature revealed slowly and creepily that it guarded not Pekta, definitely not, but rather something called Holda. It warned the Shieldless that the Black Mage is returning and the spheres of the Red Mage must be protected. It told them to strengthen their connection to the crystal, which they took to mean get more crystal bearer points. Finally, as the creature revealed either a vision or a reality of the Shieldless standing at the top of a beautiful golden sun-covered mountain range, she told them to go with Holda's blessing, and they were rocketed out of the tree themselves. After collecting themselves, Eric discovered a strange silver teardrop-shaped seed in his pocket. Jasper put his relationship to Wilbur to the test and happily succeeded when the snake responded to its name. The group emerged from the woods to find that time had once again moved ahead without them, and it was already morning. Heading back to their common room to get ready for class, the students saw that the castle was crawling with wizards. 
Sassley only had eyes for the mirrored desk in her common room, however, determined to cast a revealing spell she had never used on it. But before she could, Mildred entered and brought quite a surprise with her, Fred Lee, Sassley's father. He's determined to bring her home, but with newfound purpose, the group is more determined than ever to stay. I'm determined to take a nap. It's parent visiting day. I should have warned you. Sassley, you know exactly who this is. That is Fredly Nature Spring. Dad? Well, hello, Sassafras. Well, that is a surprise. Um, I guess we, we hug it out first. All right. How you doing? Um, I'm, I, I have to say I'm pretty peeved. Pretty peeved. Yeah, let's get in and get this hug really tight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm it's so good that you're here. As angry as I am, it's very good to see you. Love can conquer anything. Mm-hmm. Try telling that to your mother. <laughs> oh, is she, is she here as well? Uh no, no. Uh your mother your mother uh stayed up at home. And, um, it's just me. I, uh, I came here, so, uh, <sighs> yep, just, uh, whenever you're ready, you just go on and pack your bags and we'll head on out. And we, we, where are we heading to, Dad? Uh, we, yeah, we're gonna go home. Oh, we, we're going, what? What? No, I can't go home. Uh, of course you can. I, I walked all the way here so we could go home. Dad, I walked here as well. It's actually not that hard. We did longer hikes, remember? I also think I really have to accomplish things here and you would be so proud of me. I promise. I'm not doing too much illegal stuff. I promise. Okay, well. Mil Mildred starts to cough at the you say not too much illegal stuff. She goes, ah, um, anyways, uh, you kids, I'm sorry I forgot to tell you that uh, it's parent visiting day, so there's going to be a lot of parents on campus, and um, Mr. Uh, Nature Spring, uh, pleasure to meet you. I am the matron of these uh, fine students, and... Uh, yeah, uh, you actually can attend their next class if you want to. You would love to, right, Dad? You want to you wanna see what I'm doing here? I do this for us, for the Pixie Shire. I'm, I'm, oh boy, I'm not sure about that. Um, sadly, Come on, I, Dad. It's, it's magic, and I, we, I don't trust it. We don't trust it. I, I just... Oh, by the way, Dad, I feel very sick, remember? You have those hypochondriac moments. <laughs> I cannot do a long hike now. <laughs> okay, well, maybe. Oh, uh. He's just tell a hypochondriac <laughs> that they're a hypochondriac. <laughs> <laughs> you know you believe fake stuff sometimes. <laughs> well, I actually think that that, you know, now that now that you're you're coughing, I. <laughs> I feel like I've got a cough now. I, I, what's happening to me? I, I caught it. I caught it from you. I am so sorry. You should lay down. Do you want to lay down? We have a lot of bats here. Come in, Dad. Come in. Oh, we have an extra room. Oh, my goodness. Now my head hurts. Jasper, are you done? Jasper? Jasper is still in his underwear. I just wanted to point it out. Yeah. <laughs> Jasper's standing there in underwear and like his mouth open. <laughs> He's like so friendly, <laughs> slightly towards the back of this room, which uh, is a... A vaguely rectangular room with about four side rooms with sleeping quarters going off the back of it. Towards the back of the room, there is a couch and a fireplace. Uh, you see there's a desk with a mirror on directly to the right of you. <laughs> and uh, just some desks and chairs kind of scattered throughout. It's obviously like a kind of a surprisingly kind of dumpy 
<laughs> living quarters, but obviously a common room. Uh, slightly back in the back of the room towards where the couch is, there's just a really tall, gangly blonde kid in underwear. Uh, standing off to your left, there is uh, a shorter kid with green hair and an undercut. Sadly, <laughs> um, what kind of establishment is this? Well, this is my school. How did you even find me? That is the question. Well, I got I I received a a, a message that I could come to this this uh parent visitor thing so i i just left as soon as i could <laughs> eric walked over to jasper like jasper get dressed now and pulls him back into the room no but it's way too interesting <laughs> so uh as the other two finish getting ready grabbing grabbing their books we can say that like maybe eric you go grab sassley's books as well yeah, <laughs> I do. You finish getting dressed. Sassy, sorry, Sassy's just like, I could just knock him out. <laughs> and he would sleep and he would, and he would not he would not see that I'm leaving. But then he looks. What, what are you saying? I just what, love what you, you and I want you to feel better. You should rest. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So, Mildred, Sassy, and Fredley do hear the clacking of horse hooves in the hallway. And after a moment... The impressive figure of Director of Magic, Ross Ehrenmann, he's the head of the school, appears in the doorway. Um, Fredly, even you would probably know who that is. Very influential, well-respected centaur gentleman. Oh my goodness, look who it is! I've looked up to this man for forever! <laughs> Oh, I have I have a portrait of you hanging in my uh, man cave. That is actually terrifying, and I did not know that, Mr. Ehrman. I'm very sorry. Ross just <laughs> smiles at you three and says, I hope I'm not interrupting anything. Not at all, not at all. Come in, come in, my friend. Oh. Come on in, it's a, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. He reaches up and tries to shake his hand, but he's just a little too short. Yeah, Ross, Ross bends down. He's he's used to that. He's taller than most people, so he, he lowers his upper torso to shake your hand as well. I I wanted to come by and be the first to say, welcome to our school. Uh, it took great strength and strength of character to allow your daughter to be the first pixie elf on campus in 106 years. And Cecily looks at her dad and she's like, yeah, my dad is just the best. <laughs> and now we even have two pixie elves here with us on campus. I count us extremely lucky to be in such company. And he's absolutely earnest, 100% sincere. And Fredly is just torn in half because he wants to leave so badly, <laughs> but he loves this centaur so much. He's like, yes, the pleasure is all mine. Ross is just so quaffed. He has like this curling blonde hair, like the perfectly chiseled chin, you know. He wears his very ornate professor robe slightly open so that you can see the six pack, oh. but it's not creepy. He totally gets away with it. You're just like, you just accept it. You're like, yeah, that's that guy's image. I mean, you know, that's centaur life. You know what I mean? That's branding, baby. That's branding, baby. <laughs> uh, we have decided that Ross Aramon is a star of stage and screen, by the way, during our play. So <laughs> you also saw him uh, in his last movie, uh, Hot to Trot. <laughs> oh, that I, I remember when I saw Hot to Trot. That was that was a good one. That was one of my favorites. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> please, please. Uh, please, in any case, acclimate yourself to the castle here. And uh, if you like, join your child for our next class. I would be so 
happy if you would. You've come a long way, and you're already here. I'm sure young Miss Nature Spring would appreciate having you along. Yeah, uh, there's totally. plenty of room for you here in the servants' quarters. If you'd like to stay the night as well, uh, I know it was a very long journey. Uh huh. Oh yes, we can be roommates. He knows that pixie elves are walking everywhere. He knows where Sassley came from. He obviously knows where you live uh, in the Pixie Shire because he did uh, manage to send you this letter and invite you. Oh, you, you invited my dad, Mr. Airman. That was so kind of you. I wanted to actually do it myself. But it was actually <laughs> fine that now that you're here, I feel like you really should rest. <laughs> you know, because of the sickness that we both have. Okay, I will remind you at this point, Sassley, that if your father stays in the spare rooms, um, the spare rooms look a little disheveled right now. They are brimming bursting full with burned and broken furniture from your battle with Yuzanfa. Now that I think about it, maybe you just want to join. I mean, just just come along, you know? It's really nice here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to stay here because, I mean, also, what is this? There are the two pixie elves in the entire place and you put them in the servants' quarters? Not not exactly a warm welcome, Mr. Mr. Tar. Mr. Centaur. <laughs> that, that makes Ross start to sweat. He's like, I I am so sorry. That was not my... These are no longer... Have not been used by servants in, in, in hundreds of years, but I, I can understand that, and we will work on uh, getting your child into a new uh, uh, accommodation as soon as possible. That that was completely my mistake. Uh, well, I mean, she's not going to be here for long, but but if she is, she should... She, my daughter deserves the best. It's my dad. That is my dad. Exactly. You don't tell him that. You tell him. I 100% agree. Do you hear that, Jasper? Soon we're going to be alone. Yeah, it's only her who's getting in the room. I'm so glad yeah. for her. I have that. She gets, she gets put in the princess tower. She's... <laughs> which she would hate. Which she wouldn't like. She's like, why is this all pink? And there's, everything is soft. It doesn't make any fun. It's got a jacuzzi. It's got a, a flat screen with a... Amazon Fire Stick. <laughs> oh, now we're talking. Yeah, exactly. like, oh. <laughs> uh, Ross says, well, I hope you'll reconsider Sassley leaving. Why don't you try out our next class and, and give it a go? You're already here, and I think it could be enlightening for everyone. Uh, Professor Fulivra's class, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. Jasper knows it. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the students know the way. Uh, good luck, you three. <laughs> he maybe, maybe throws you a small wink, Sassley. He's more aware of the situation than he's pretending. Um, I mean, he made that happen. He wrote him. It's all up to him. But he seems to at least be working for bringing uh, Pixie Elves more, you know, forward in society. So it can't be all bad. But now she's excited. She's like, oh, I can show my dad what I'm capable of. And she's like grabbing his hand and she's like, all right, Dad, come on, it's gonna be fun. And she runs, and she's just like, come on. Mildred waves after you. All right, kids, have a good... Oh, <clears throat> I was gonna feel a bit of a cough. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> wait for us. And up, up we go. Oh, my, that can be something. You know what, Eric? Now that Mr. Nature Spring is part of our group, maybe we should start making, like, you know, team buttons. We can have, like, the shield less. Oh, that would be great. I, I just wonder, did your parents get something as well? I don't know. Maybe. 
we should go to the class. <laughs> so, so Sassily leads Fredly uh, off to Larissa's classroom, uh, Jasper and Eric trailing behind, <laughs> slightly bewildered. And you do notice that the school is brimming full of students' parents. Uh, it's not that everybody's parents are there, obviously, you know, but uh, there's a lot of pe more people on campus than you're used to. Eric, maybe it's the chance to get to know Leela's parents, huh? Are you saying that to me? <laughs> no, you're not Eric, Dad. <laughs> oh, I couldn't hear you. Sorry, Sassley. I, I, I got something in my ear. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. So, did you hear me, Eric? I did. Might be a chance to meet her parents. Could we just focus on the class, please? How can I? My dad is here. It's really confusing for me. <laughs> As you enter Loris's classroom, you, you wind your way, you know, through the entrance hall, around the stairs to the other side of the main floor, the bottom floor of the castle, and, you know, around the back, the opposite side of where the kitchens are. You've been there before. You know this is where Loris's classroom is. And as you enter the classroom, you notice that the room has been rearranged so that the desks are in small circles all over the room. Some students are already sitting in the desks with one or two adults standing behind them, and some students aren't accompanied by an adult at all. Newton, for instance, uh, is sitting with his usual group. You know that his mother is probably working somewhere else in the castle. Uh, he doesn't have anyone else with him. Tylo seems to be accompanied by his mother and father, however... And uh, two well-dressed gentlemen stand on either side between Leela, who waves at you with a smile. Sassley waves back and smiles at Eric. <laughs> yeah, I'm waving. You're waving at, at Leela, but you're smiling at Eric. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there something you want to say? I'm going to roll real quick. Okay. Both of Leela's dads rolled pretty low, so they didn't uh, they didn't notice the the look that Leela gave Eric. <gasps> the look. That sassy did. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, she keeps it for herself. She has her dad there. She has other problems. <laughs> so Loris Fulivre approaches your group. Ah, welcome, welcome. What a pleasure to see our communities uh, coming together once more. And he says that as he kind of. Uh, pushes his way in to shake Fredly's hand. He's very excited that you're here. Oh, well, well, uh, hi, uh, nice to meet you. Ah, nice to meet you as well. Fredly, before you can respond, Loris reaches for your hand, shakes it once, pulls it closer slightly, looks at Sassley's oh. wings, looks back at you, produces a wand, taps your hand, blue sparks fly out of it, they turn into butterflies before fading away, and he says, marvelous. What in the <laughs> Sam Hill was that? What just happened? You no, know, he's very intense. We need to breathe, Dad. We need to breathe. So he begins to usher your group up, and he says, uh, there's some desks for you three right up here. And he walks you up to three desks, which are situated in the left corner of the room. Uh, there seems to be lots of space between each group. Uh, since you three students know how his classes usually work, you can imagine why there might be some space. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid. I have no idea. <laughs> Larissa's <laughs> desk, for reference, is in the front right corner. And as you walk, uh, Larissa begins to match pace with Jasper and says, So, Jasper, no parents today, huh? You know he would be interested to meet your parents. I don't think so, maybe. Maybe they they can't come. Mm, well, I, I don't suppose they, uh, uh, it's so unusual to have someone from the non-magical world. I, I'm not really sure how we handle that sort of thing, but if they're not here, I'm, I'm sorry to hear it. You mean they didn't get invited? It could be. I, it's one thing to send letters out to members of the magical society who are registered and we know where they live and another thing to 
alert people who are not from our community to our presence. That's actually against the accords. Uh, so it might not be entirely uh, above table to do that, but uh, you know, and he pulls you aside privately. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you ever wanted to take a trip to talk to your parents, that could be arranged. Um, just talk to Professor Mulberry or Director Ehrenmann about it, and maybe we can arrange some time to talk to them. I think if you bring them into our world, there's not much anyone can do about that. Eh? And he winks at you, and he says, Oh, you could talk to me! I'd be thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to meet them! Thrilled, I say. Oh, that's a good idea. Thank you, thank you, sir. Of course. Well, he's just a lot. <laughs> so uh, he you know, stumbles over. He's greeting other parents in the room. You see uh, Agent Carter is standing next to Brock. You know that he is on campus this week. Speaking of Wolf Shield, Lucian has both parents there, but neither seem to be paying much attention to him. Uh, his father is writing something on his phone, uh, and his mother has a hand on his head, but she's talking with Brock's father while drinking from a designer water bottle. <laughs> water <clears throat> bottle. Water in quotations. <laughs> water. Water. We all know that. <clears throat> um, Mallory doesn't seem to have anybody there for her. So you guys can kind of get settled into your desk. And uh, Loris taps his wand on the table to get attention, and everybody kind of quiets down. Welcome, welcome, students and parents. Welcome to Zauberless Relations and History, where we explore how best to integrate with, avoid, deal with, and of course help our uh, less magical counterparts. (laughs) Uh, All without tipping them off. Now, I hope all of you parents will join in today in today's annual Parent Visit Challenge. Ooh. (laughs) Now, uh, this will certainly be something your children are more likely to conquer with the wisdom and expertise of yourselves. Now, at times, we must do more than cover our tracks and avoid using magic in front of bystanders. Sometimes we must truly interact with the Zauberless world at its most intricate, complex, and nuanced points. When we must brush with this utterly bizarre and wonderful world, we must be braced and ready for anything. So, best of luck, and don't let your guard down. Anything can happen. Everybody ready? We are truly related. <laughs> and like he's clearly about to to cast a spell, and then he goes, "Yes, the elf contingent over here." Well, you, you go, go ahead. First, you go yes. first, Ashley. No, no, no. Oh, no I, I insist. <laughs> okay. So, Mr. Foliva, can you come closer to me? <laughs> He's got his wand raised, and he just shuffles over to you. <laughs> yes, Ashley, what, what, what can I do for you? A little closer. <laughs> I would also appreciate him coming closer. Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> yes. So, yes, yes, Ashley. So since Eric and Jasper, they don't have parents, can my dad be their dad for the day? Ashley, <laughs> I think that's a wonderful idea. You don't mind that, right? No, no, that's fine. That's fine. I, I had a question of my own. And, and Fredley has, he's taken out a pen from his uh, <laughs> pocket protector. And he's like been taking notes this whole time. He wrote everything word for word. And he said, now, now, is this going to be on the midterm? <laughs> 
Larry <laughs> says, uh, my class is more of a experiential lab type class, so uh, we're graded individually mm. per assignment, yes. Well, okay, okay, okay. I, okay. You hear that, Sassley? Individual. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, Dad. Okay. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> she says that Loris backs up again to the center of the room. <laughs> <laughs> he says, anything can happen, like building back up to where he was. <laughs> and then he casts the spell that he's cast before, teaching Toishung. And the room around you fades to black once more as you feel yourself falling, the world blurring around you. And Loris's voice continues to echo as this uh, illusion continues to form around you, he says, anything can happen when you must navigate the DMV, the Kraftfahrzeugbehörde. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. And suddenly, the four of you appear in front of a squat, unimpressive gray cement building. <laughs> <laughs> the small vertical windows that line the building are darkly tinted so that you can't see inside. There is a glass door in front of you where you enter. Behind and above you is an overpass, like a highway overpass, leading to what appears to be a toll bridge. The sound of cars driving on the highway is loud behind you. You are in a parking lot that stretches beneath the highway overpass. Uh, very, very unremarkable. Wow, this is remarkable. Right, this is so cool. He does really cool things, Dad. You, you, don't you wait, don't you wait. I wonder if we can drive a really fast vehicle. I really want that. I really, really want that toe back. Wow, wow, we, we can slow down just a little bit there, Sassley. Don't worry, you're going to be fine. To the left of you is a field that's blocked by fencing. To the right of you is the road that leads out to the main street. And the words at the top of the building read, Jefferson County Department of Motor Vehicles. So you all appear wearing zauberless clothing, clothing from the non-magical world, once again, because you couldn't enter wearing your wizarding robes. And as the magic takes hold of you and, and creates the illusion, you have some control over your outfit. What are each of you wearing to the DMV? Jasper is wearing, like, um, cargo shorts, short ones. <laughs> and uh, he has a shirt with a printing on it again, like yeah, last time, but it's uh, a printing of... Uh, VW Beetle car. Aww. Nice. An ode to Mildred. I know. Oh, yeah. Just in a little way. I think Sassley's wearing sportswear. <laughs> She's like ready. She's like having a headband, like, like, one of these like from the 80s and then she's like having it like on her pullover is written start your engine <laughs> she just has no concept for what the Kraftfahrzeugbehörde would be what it would be so she's like yes active cars yes it's going to be wild and active first of all I think colorful green sneakers mm-hmm with some kind of imprint of notes and the like of that. Mm. Um, simple jeans, most likely in black. And to round all of that up, I guess... No shirt at all. Not a very colorful shirt, most likely. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's like uh, the good old Kipao signs in old comics when you uh -huh. hit someone, but with music notes. Wow, Eric, your t-shirt hurts my eyes. It's intense. <laughs> yeah, it's like a rainbow tie-dye spiral coming out from the middle with the word kapow written into a music staff. And Fredly <laughs> looks at all of them and sees like, 
that all of them are wearing different clothes and then looks at his own clothes and noticing that he hasn't changed clothes at all. <laughs> that he's still wearing the white shirt with the pocket protector, the cargo shorts, and the sandals with socks. Literally. He's like, I did. <laughs> oh, well, this still works for me. <laughs> so you hear Loris's voice echo into your ears once more. You have decided to move into a new community for work reasons in this scenario. And although your fortress of magic is on the outskirts of town, you don't want to risk a brush with the law. You need a car to commute into work. Yes. And although it is registered to drive the Encanto Bon, you also want to make sure it is registered in this fantastical locale just to be safe. So, for this assignment, enter the building and register your vehicle safely to pass this class. And the fastest... Oh my gosh, is this going to be German? We will never leave this building. We have to have like 20... Oh my gosh, 20 like papers. We don't have time to record this in, in the German bureaucracy. Oh gosh. It's, it's the DMV's awful enough in America. So uh, he says, The fastest two teams to get their cars registered get a crystal bearer point and there is a time limit. Go! He says, go, like, it's super exciting. And then you're just standing in a parking lot. <laughs> no, Sassy runs already towards the entrance. She doesn't know what to do, but she's already. <laughs> oh, Sassy, hold on a second. And he just runs after you. Come on, Dad. Come on. We have a time limit. Oh, boy. That's the moment where, like, Eric looks to Jasper. Do you have any idea how this stuff works? Well, first of all, I need to know, do we have the car at the parking lot? That we want to re register? Uh, you you don't know yet. <laughs> we don't know yet because you you don't know. I mean, you can assume there is a car that belongs to you there, but you don't know. Remember that Loris doesn't know that much about the human world, mm -hmm. like the non-magical world. It's her dad being here. Maybe we just let her shine, and then we let's just follow her. Does that mean figure it out, Nadine? <laughs> because I don't know. <laughs> just just another quick question because I wonder, like. In the magical world, it's also usual that the adults drive the cars, right? Oh, Magician Master. Uh, yeah? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, in your world, it's the same, right? Yes. I know where you're going. I know what you what you next want to say. Oh, don't tell Sassy. She's going to be so disappointed if her dad has to drive. And her dad is going to be terrified. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> but also, oh Fredly is not as tall as a adult human. <laughs> like, but he does have heavy dad energy. Oh. <laughs> Indeed, I'm not does. that heavy. <laughs> so let's, let's keep that in mind while we try to catch up to them. I'm at the door. At the entrance. We are not. <laughs> so you four enter this bland cement building. There is a clear glass door with those like little black lines that crisscross it that some office buildings have for some reason. Uh, I don't know what, what they do, but in any case, that's what the door looks like. To me, those lines say this is not a fun place. So you <laughs> open the door. You enter a hallway that smells kind of musty mixed with boredom and slight desperation. <laughs> The... Do we have to do we have to wear a mask? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh my. <laughs> no. You don't. Not this is an alternate history, uh, obviously. Uh, this is an alternate history of planet Earth. At the entrance, we all have to prove that we're vaccinated. <laughs> 
Don't worry, I'm a, I'm a naturopath. I don't need any of those vaccine yeah. things. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true, Dad. You are. I really should take my notes out again. Well, my dad is all he's a lot, a lot of things. Um, yeah, this we'll say this is an alternate history where like the world he did scientists like uh, ten years or twenty years ago when they were warning that there would eventually be an airborne coronavirus and they like already had developed. Uh, uh, several like, vaccine options okay because um, that's how that works so uh the floor as you enter is an unwaxed black and white checkered tile uh the walls are mostly unadorned the ceiling is classic white office paneling supporting fluorescent white lighting that is unflattering there is a man in a uniform universally recognized as security i think in every culture you know that's a security outfit right there uh, and he waves you through a strange vertical, rectangular, plasticky kind of doorway. All right. There's a small conveyor belt next to it with little plastic things. And he says, wallets, keys, phones. Do we get that here or do we have to put it there? <laughs> <laughs> this guy absolutely thinks you are just <laughs> like messing with him. Oh, oh yeah, I'll I'll take... I'll take some of those pens if you're if you're passing them out. Jasper, <laughs> this is going to be a long lesson. Um, actually, guys, maybe if you don't know that we have to do that, like in in common buildings. So I just like show empty pockets and would go through that thing. Yep, you walk through, nothing happens. Awesome. Sassy sees that and she's like, "Well, she does the same. She's like, look, nothing in here." And she walks through. Be careful, Sassily. Okay. Hey, Dad. You walk through and nothing happens. Whew. Nothing happened, Dad. Now it's up to you. Come on. I don't know, guy. I'm starting to feel like I have some metal in me. <laughs> you I'm, got I it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm I've caught the metal. I don't know. How am I supposed <laughs> to know? You got it, Dad. You got it. You have to breathe. Remember? Okay. Okay, um, okay, uh, oh boy. What, what, what about the pen holder? Uh, oh, you, oh, so, so my favorite pen, do you think this would be, okay, 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 sir, uh, this is my. The security guard is nodding, yes, yes, he's motioning you through. But, but sir, this is my lucky pen. This lucky pen was given to me by my father and my grandfather, and it was passed down, so if they, if I lose this, I'm going to be very upset, so, so just. Says, you get it right back on the other side, sir. You get it right, okay, get it right okay. back. Just hand and, it and, okay, okay. Okay. Dad, we're losing time, Dad. Come okay, on. Okay, 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 fine, fine. Okay, here, here's the pen. Here I go. Okay. <laughs> so you're all able to walk through the metal detector. And uh, the weirdest thing about this is that, like, the security guard is staring at you like not one of these people has keys, a wallet, or a phone. <laughs> like, but I will take that pen back, sir. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you you need it. <laughs> then he uh, he grunts at you and kind of nods his head down the hallway, is clearly directing you to a, just an ambiguous brown open doorway about three-fourths of the way down. Come on, guys. Let's go. <laughs> Sassy runs. Wait, hold on, Sassily. Chases after you. I'm thinking about this one one scene from an Asterix and Obelix movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I certain vibes. Passierschein A39. Ja, 38. A38. 39. 39. Wie im Rundschreiben B65 erwähnt wird. 
You enter a room with a few rows of brown wooden chairs on either side. There is an aisle down the middle of the chairs. It's almost like a church. Along the periphery of the room on the side are wooden benches. There's a smattering of people sitting a few chairs apart or along the benches on the outside of the room. On the opposite side of the room facing you are five sort of clerk desks uh, separated basically by cubicle walls. Uh, Above each desk is a black display with red numbers and letters like B32, S55, C23, so on. At the end of the aisle of chairs and slightly to the left is a black plastic round mechanism. You can just see two little tails of white paper sticking out at the front. Looking to Jasper again. So how does this work here? And Jasper is like, because, you know, since Jasper is like the only one from the non-magical world. Mm -hmm. When he asked him that, Jasper felt like, oh, he really has to know it. Yeah. But he has absolutely no idea because he's never been there with their fam. With <laughs> yeah, you're like not old enough to have ever been to a DMV. <laughs> but he's like, oh, I should know that. And he's like, well, Eric, just give me a minute to analyze the situation. Um, roll, uh, roll, <laughs> roll world lore, <laughs> Jasper. <laughs> you mean with an advantage? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Actually, yes. Yeah, I think you can roll with advantage. Actually, makes sense to me. This is this is my my man. First is a five. Okay. The second. Oh, guys, it's a six. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're wild. Wow, what is this strange place? <laughs> I have never seen this kind of black mechanism that seems to have little papers coming out of it. Jasper is looking on the floor. Okay, I think in order to get to the next room to get this sorcerer stone, we have to beat this chess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, um, but, not um, me. Not me. Not Sassly. <laughs> you. You. <laughs> Sassly runs all the way to the front, and then she turns around and she's like, "What exactly do we have to do? By the way, we have to register someone." A woman leans over with a severe bun. It's like tight to the head. Oh, my God. Um, She's got glasses. She pulls them up on her nose and she says, take a number. And then she continues working at her computer and she gestures to the black mechanism. Oh, she gestures towards the black mechanism. Okay. Okay. So Cecily walks there. And she's like taking a number and running back to the woman. She's like, I took a number and now we want to register something. Okay. Since you took the number, Sassly, then you can roll 3d4. Oh, what is our number? So, so oh, my first no. challenge, where is the d4? <laughs> <laughs> you have to roll a d20 to find the d4. The pyramid. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a little pyramid. Got it, got it. So it's a two, okay. it's a four, and it's a two. Ooh, no, I did this for the first time. Man, this podcast is like really opening up my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just right in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. So your ticket says B40. And you can see that the number B32 is on one of these black displays above the clerk's desks. So you know that you have eight people in line in front of you. Now, this is how it's going to work. Uh oh. Yeah. <clears throat> this is going to be eight rounds, basically, of waiting in the DMV. And you need to be the fastest people to get your vehicle registered. So each round that passes 
one person will be called to the front and you'll move up in the order to get your vehicle registered. At the start of each round, I will roll a d6 on my Disasters of Mundane Variety Chart, or DMV. <laughs> Usually, the higher the number, the worse the scenario. You will each have one action or free action, like one, one action and a free action of movement, you know, like normal, each round to resolve the problem. So each of you gets, gets one action. If the problem isn't resolved, it continues into the next round, and we roll again on the table, so a new problem begins. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. The good thing is that people in the DMV are all pretty depressed that they have to be there, and they're on their phones, and they aren't too perceptive about magic happening around them within reason. That's good. Yeah, so as long as you're not, like, magicking a tornado into the middle of the room or something, like, they're not going to really notice. Uh, maybe even then, who knows? <laughs> we'll say that each round this isn't normal usually rounds are much faster but we'll say that each round takes about one minute in this case and uh because each of the four of you go you have a pool of 20 minutes to use and now you know that larissa's magic really isn't that accurate because no one goes to the dmv for just 20 minutes no <laughs> no one not in germany so each problem that's happening during each round takes away one minute from your pool of time. So you have 20. If there's one problem and you resolve it during that turn, you, you lose one minute. You have 19 minutes left. How do we resolve problems? Like, do we have to roll or just do something? Yeah, you're going to have to problem solve. I have, all, I have them all here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have to problem solve. Mostly D20s will be used. Okay. If there's two problems happening because you didn't manage to solve a problem in the round before, you'll lose two minutes of time during your next round okay. oh, wow. you have to survive eight rounds because that's how many people are in front of you so if you run out of time if you go through all 20 minutes then you failed class for today and that's it okay everybody everybody pretty clear on that yeah mm -hmm. no but yep. it's fine <laughs> also can i point out that on the map there's a lady on the top left that's holding a rolling pin <laughs> In like um, old only... ancient, she's like a milkmaid holding a rolling pin. My map yeah. creator is first of all super high dev, which is why you can see that. Second of all, it's clearly just for high fantasy, so all of the computers are like magic sundials from a wizard's den. <laughs> they sure uh, are. <laughs> um, all of the like forms and papers on the desks are uh, like spell wizard's books. tomes, yeah, yeah like spell books, <laughs> and yeah, all the people in there are from a collection of stamps called peasants. The, yeah, this like scullery <laughs> maid was like, "Well, I got the afternoon <laughs> yeah. off. I'm gonna go register my vehicle." <laughs> Literally, uh, yeah, called out. That is true. And the 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 black contraption where you where you took out the number, I believe, is a. I don't even remember. It's just like a random lever. It's, it's literally yeah, it's, a, it's lever. a lever. Um, this thing over on the side is a water fountain. Uh, it's yeah. a water pump, mm -hmm. uh, but that is a water fountain off to the side. Love it. <laughs> uh, anything else on here that's worth mentioning? Um, oh, they're all no, good. I mean, I'm like the done. guy with an with just a paddle. I like that. The, this guy, <laughs> this he's, he's just random. holding an oar. And he's like, well, <laughs> I, I rode myself here and I got to register my rowboat. I think I'm more impressed with the child behind the second counter from the left. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What's he doing there? He's too young. L look, Loris doesn't know. Child. He's like, maybe they're fine with child labor. Are, the, I don't know. are these the employees? Are those the people that are working behind the desk? 
Those are employees behind the desk. Oh wow, that kid, that kid, child labor laws should not be working at the DMV. Yeah, well, you know, he doesn't know. He's like the magical society is so barbaric. You never know. They also register your stuff, but they meanwhile, while you fill out stuff, they clean. They have like brooms in their hands. <laughs> Actually, all of the DMV employees took the day off, and this is just the custodial staff that was just like, oh, we got it, we got to clean up the floors. Okay. So what are you guys doing as you as you w- wait there? Because you don't know this is going to happen. So are you taking a seat? Are you going to a bench? Are you just standing in the middle of the floor waiting? Oh, I thought we were standing in line. There's no line. There's like people There's no are line. like, you just sit around and you wait for your number to appear on one of the displays. I guess Eric would sit down somewhere in the middle, like with lots of room for himself. Fredly's pacing. He's, he's pacing okay. back and forth. He can't sit. Right, and Chastley's also pacing, but um, on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> so there are other people there, but you got so far. You three have taken over like most of the space in the room. <laughs> just this group coming in, pacing around, sitting in the middle. Yeah, Jasper, Jasper's uh, just sitting on the in the first row, like very stiff, and he's staring at that you know plate that is showing the numbers because what he knows is as soon as you miss your number, you have to start all over again. So oh, okay. His eyes are not True. Don't miss the number. Never. Okay, so I'm going to roll on my Disasters of Mundane Variety chart for the first time. So you guys are sitting there, and you see there's a guy. He's sitting on the left side a few chairs over from where Eric is, See, on the kind of the left side. In my mind, Eric, you're like in the left, kind of towards the front in the middle. Yeah. And he's near the front in one of those chairs sitting off to the left side. And uh, he he starts to like bend over and you see he's got a number. So he's in front of you and he goes, oh, man, I need to eat something I didn't didn't eat before I came here today. I had low, low blood sugar. And uh he, he starts to like sweat a bit and he starts to kind of slump in his chair and you wonder if this guy might have like an actual problem like it might be that he's gonna pass out oh first Tesla was like oh maybe we can just go first then if he needs to sit down <laughs> like, <laughs> but okay, but yeah. no if if he passes out they're gonna have to call paramedics it's gonna stop the whole thing so you got a guy and he's like oh man low blood sugar here oh no and um there's a woman sitting next to him and she's like um anyone got a candy bar but she's kind of quiet like she's not really doing much to help that's what you see right now Oh yeah, I've I've seen this. I've seen this in my in my practice. I have some nuts. Do you? Yeah, I always have some nuts. Um. Well, I I, I think we need something with a bit more sugar. Does anyone have any sugar? <gasps> I wish I had Nutella. Oh no, I wish you didn't. But actually, Eric and Jasper made sure that you did not get any Nutella on the way to the tree. They were very specific about it. Yeah. You know, when you go through the security gate, you're not allowed to take Nutella with you. <laughs> Everybody can roll an investigation check. I rolled a six. <laughs> oh. I rolled a 19. Oh, that's yeah. good. Dang. Yes, that's my dad. Dang, daddy. <laughs> I did a 15. I remain at a comfortable nine minus one to bookishness rocks. Okay. Fredly, your trained eye, uh, <laughs> the eye of a medical professional, uh, notices a guy who is kind of passed out on one of the benches on the right side, who does seem to have a piece of jerky sticking out of his uh, pocket. He's wearing like a, a hoodie and it's got these, these shallow pack pockets. In the and there is a passed out guy with a, 
piece of beef jerky sticking out. Okay, so um, I, I I know that this man needs to eat some food, um, or else you know we could all catch it. So what we need to do, I think, is um, <laughs> we need to um, someone needs to go get that jerky, and we'll just uh, we'll force feed this old guy here, and he can sit back and we can move forward. Um, one thing I should have had you guys do. I'm just gonna go ahead and ask you to roll bookishness. Everybody roll a bookishness roll. So that's a d20. Add your bookishness modifier. Now I roll a 20. And now <laughs> I roll a 2. 6. <laughs> 6. Yeah, 6. It's okay, Dad. Bookishness is not all a thing. <laughs> 6 for Jasper. 6 for Daddy Fredly. Yeah. Daddy Fredly. Any preference? I'll, I'll let you guys decide. Fr- Fredly and Jasper, who'd like to go first? You go for it. I go first. Okay, great. That is your order. So Eric will will be able to act first, then Jasper, then Fredly, then Sassily. Ah, uh, okay. So so the person with the beef jerky, he seems he's he's like snoozing. He's <laughs> I, you don't know how long this guy's been in there. Like he he's got a little drool coming out. Like he's 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 pretty out of it. <laughs> okay, he's he's snoozing. So he would most likely not notice someone picking the beef jerky out of the back. Uh. Yeah, I, depends how maybe. you roll. <laughs> maybe. Does he have his violin with him? <laughs> uh, oh, does he? I don't know. I for sure have my wand. Yeah, that's for sure. You're like Zauberschlag. <laughs> I learned how to solve situations with violence. That's what works. I mean. <laughs> okay, I would actually like to try to get the beef jerky. He seems sleeping, so I'm mm-hmm. trying to be. Sure. It's just going to, you can do this in a, a free action movement, but it's going to be a sneak roll to try to steal that jerky. Oh, I rolled a 20. Oh, a natural 20? Oh, oh good. Dang. Smooth. <laughs> okay. Playing with my heart. With a nat 20, just as sly as ever, and it's pretty quiet <laughs> in the room, you know, there's some, I think there's some people tapping on their phones, like some people muttering maybe, like talking to each other quietly, but... In general, it's quiet in the room. So you're able to get over to this guy and kind of sidle up next to him on the bench. And you sit down next to him so that you can take it, you know, slide it out towards you with barely rustling the clock. You know, it just does a little snort, moves the head side to side, uh, relaxes again, and you're able to get clean away with the jerky. Well done. Getting the jerky over to, to the person. Like, um, not, not a candy bar, but I think that should help as well. And the woman says, oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. That is so, that's, look, Rob, <laughs> Rob, eat this. Come on. You're going to pass out. My God, Rob. And uh, he says, uh, he just mumbles like, thank you. Thank you. Uh. You're welcome. And uh, he starts to eat that. You see, he, he's starting to feel a little better and uh, you can all settle back down. Okay. Yep. We're going to probably get through this super quick. You see the next person is called up to the counter, and we roll on our table once more. Okay. Towards the back of the room, uh, still in the chair area, you just hear a baby start to wail. But you see that this woman has a ticket in her hand, and she has to go. She's going to have to take care of this baby until it stops. And if it gets bad enough, she's going to have to leave, you know? Uh, step outside for a second. So you've got a crying baby in the back. I mean, we could switch numbers. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
You need to take care of that baby. Give yeah. us your number. You it's go fun. take care of that baby. We're number 40. Uh-uh. She's been waiting at the DMV for an hour already. She's, like, not on your life. <laughs> and she has to leave the baby. We we are starting with a whole turn again. Yeah, yeah. Jasper, mm -hmm. you've you've got the first action to try to handle this baby. Jasper. Jasper is looking at the baby. <laughs> Back when he was a child, because he can he can still remember the days when he was a newborn or a baby. Um, when he was, you know, having a bit of a bad time. What really calmed him was like something something colorful, like waving in front of the child to, to you know to calm it. Show him Eric. His clothes are very <laughs> colorful. If you manage to wave with Eric, I'm totally fine with that. Well I know that I still have a very cute looking garden snake around my wrist. Okay. Yeah, that's going to calm a baby down, a snake. <laughs> if River looks, looks friendly. So um, I, if, I, if, I, if I may, Jasper just goes up to the woman mm -hmm. and uh, is like, um, excuse me, miss. Um, I, I see you're having a bit of trouble with your baby. She's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, he won't stop. I don't, I, I don't know. I fed him already. Maybe he just needs to burp. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you should stop shaking it so much. But how about <laughs> the baby's like? <laughs> she's like doing that like classic mom thing, but she's not shaking the baby. She's like rocking him a little bit. And Jasper leaves with, with a handprint on his face. Um, yeah, maybe maybe I can try to you know I I always have some toys with me. Maybe I could try to you know show to the baby. Uh, sh uh, yeah, sure. Anything you want to try. I'm just so curious about the mom's reaction about your toy. She, yeah, she says. She says, yeah, sure, okay. Well, and Jasper, Jasper, you know, pulls up his arm and then pulls up the the sleeve, <laughs> and he just, you know, reaches for his other hand to get Wilbur on his hand, but kind of, you know, giving him the look of play safe now. <laughs> You're safe now with a snake. You offer to show this woman a toy that her kid can play with and pull out a live snake. <laughs> That'll no, do tried, it, Jasper. That'll do it. I tried to shake Wilbur. I tried to shake Wilbur fast enough so it would. Calm it right down. Um, the the mother is not pleased. Uh, roll roll a pure luck check for Wilbur to see how he does. I mean, he's also a wild animal. He's not hyper intelligent or anything. Uh, so. Roll a pure luck check for Wilbur. See if he does something kid-friendly. Let me let me show you how in, in, intelligent he is. Um, well, it's a fourteen. It's a fourteen. Um, that's not gonna cut it. I'm sorry. It's a <laughs> it's a live snake. <laughs> the baby does not react to the snake at all, but the mother slaps your hand away and is like, "What are th on earth are you thinking? This is my baby." <laughs> That same plot was a nightmare before Christmas. They like open up a present with a live snake. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go so well there either. Yeah, she's like, how much Tim Burton have you been watching? Get away from me. And I love that he got this idea while he was thinking about what calmed him down when he was a child. You know, yeah. that, that... Serpents. Whenever I snake. was whenever I was feeling crazy, you know, I just go play with some snakes. Mm. Uh, that will be Fredley's action. Okay, well, you know, um, <laughs> I I actually have uh, experience dealing with babies. Uh, you know, sadly, I I remember oh, Dad, what please don't. what used to calm you down was when I would sing to you. So I would uh, I'd perform a little lullaby and it would put you right to sleep. I actually remember you had a pleasant voice. It changed over the years, but as a baby, I enjoyed it a lot. 
Oh, you're, you're so kind. Thank you so much. So I would like to sing a lullaby to this baby. Great. So for that, you're going to have to spend influence points. How many influence points would you like to spend for this performance? Ooh, well, uh, I do consider myself an influencer, so let's say one. <laughs> one influence point. Okay. Hey, can I, Michael? Michael? Yeah. Can I assessly join that lullaby and also spend some influence? Yes. How many influence <laughs> points would you like to spend, Sassley? Two. Okay, so he's going to spend one. You're going to spend two influence points. And uh, <laughs> I would love to hear the duet that you sing for this baby. <laughs> okay, Dad, you go okay. ahead. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and start. You know, th okay. we, we used to sing this one all, all the time together. Yeah, okay, um, I hope I remember the words. Here we go. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, baby, oh, you're a baby, baby now, and it's time to sleep. Time to sleep. Good night, good night. Good night, good night. And we kiss you tight. Maybe. And kiss you tight. <laughs> Madam, can we can we kiss the baby on the cheek with that tonight? <laughs> <She's> just, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we'll kiss our fingers and put them to the forehead of the baby. <laughs> she allows it. <laughs> it's a now go to sleep, drift to off sleep to dreams, baby. off we go into. We go. As you sing your lullaby, <laughs> the baby stops and kind of looks at you with big wide eyes and bobs its head <laughs> along with you and then even starts to nod its eyelids and you successfully help put this baby to sleep. Yes! Woo! Yay! Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Woo! Don't want it to wake up. But then immediately as that baby falls asleep, you hear two people begin to argue at the front left side of the room near one of the benches. And it's a woman and she says, well, if someone hadn't decided to clean ranch off of the dashboard on the way home last week, we'd be watching the game right now, Dan. And he says, oh, that's rich coming from the queen of Wordle in Drive. Wordle isn't time sensitive. I told you. <laughs> this couple is like full on in a fight, in a loud argument in the middle of this room. This is going to be uh, your mundane disaster. Uh, for the next round. Eric, it's your action. What would you like to do to try to get this couple to stop arguing? Do you need Wilma? No, no. <laughs> Beware, I don't need Wilma. <laughs> <laughs> What's worth it to try, you know? I think, you know, something that always helps a couple in an argument is just showing them a snake. <laughs> Right? Holding in the face. Shake it in front of him. It's completely different. <laughs> Bet you didn't think about this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, who of them got loud first? It was the... I mean, clearly the woman was reacting to something that the guy said, uh, grumbling about having to be there today. Mm -hmm. She thinks it's his fault. Okay. I try to help the others with that. I would like to cast uh, Lead You Need. Okay. You can cast it on one of them. Yeah, I take the man in that regard. Okay, so yeah, roll for lead you need. I'll do so, I'll do so. That's that's my my third 20 today. That's insane, that's dude. Beautiful. Like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, 
Put those dice on a pedestal. Okay, you roll a 20. I mean, I'm going to roll an intelligence roll, but if he doesn't roll a 20, then your spell worked. So uh, it's on the guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, he rolls a six and he's arguing and he's like, yeah, I know that Wordle isn't time sensitive, but the pro- Near, far, wherever you are. And he puts one hand on one side of her cheek and one hand on the other side of the cheek. But she is yelling at him. She is furious. Oh, yeah. And to her, he's just like, Jasper, Jasper, now the snake. And she's like, what are you doing? Are you kidding me right now? Please, this is, and she's like trying to take his hands down, but he is fully in it right now. Uh, so he is, yeah. he's pretty placated, but she is not. Jasper, it's your turn. I know exactly what she needs. Oh no. Oh, no, not the snake. She's pretty much on a break. But I, I, I tried to, to get out my, my wand. And uh, because I, I listened to that voice, um, Jasper tries a sudden nachklang. And what five words would you like to he her to hear and what, who's saying it? I want to cast it on the guy's voice. Okay. And I want him to say the magical words. Yes, honey, you are right. Oh, ah! magical there you words. Go. <laughs> I think that's, that's how you deal that kind of situation. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so I need a 10. Okay. Well, I, I I rolled a ten, but without the 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 zero, so it's just it's just oh. a one. Oh no! Oh no! A one! <laughs> oh no! Uh, that's just a failed spell. <laughs> uh, we're gonna count this as like it's not a battle, but it's not gonna go towards your big magic score. So I will do my note. No bonus there, but um, <laughs> you do sudden knock long, and then just in your own voice, you say. I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Can I scream it in the room? Sassley's standing next to you. <laughs> just hears you say, I'm sorry, honey. You're right. Did you just call me honey? I don't like that. We're not that close. Also, my dad is here. <laughs> um, Fredly, we're back to you. What are you going to do to try to help this couple? Oh, my goodness. The guy is singing. He's getting to the whistle, the whistle flute solo. <laughs> which he's like doing with his voice for some reason <laughs> um okay i i i've had some experience with some tiffs you know uh you know sassily your mother and i hide it well but we we do have some arguments every now and then i know uh, she and, can and be I a find, dragon don't you tell me about it i find the best that you say she's a dragon <laughs> <laughs> no not at all not at all I, I think she is a sweetheart. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> I mean, she is a business tycoon. So she, she, she is. She is a, she is a mogul. Intense. She, she is, is a um... But remember, remember that one night when she woke up and she figured out that all the peanut butter cookies are gone? She was very <laughs> uh -huh. mad. And I could not convince her that it wasn't me. Yeah, no, you shouldn't have eaten all of them. In one sitting, I told you. I didn't eat all of them. You ate one too. Uh, guys, I, I guys? had one. I said let's have one, and then you <laughs> so ate we nineteen have of them. That problem. We should have shared that. You're right. I'm sorry. We have to deal with them, not with you. Right. <laughs> You're right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Right, you got okay. it. So I feel, I feel um, like when when your mother and I get into a fight, the best thing that we can do is just have some space. So I'd like to uh, just try and separate these two. Because I feel like this man is just throwing gasoline on the fire, you know? And how are you going to do it? Are you going to just push them out, like, away from each other? No, I'm going to go up and uh, 
I'm gonna go up to that man and I'm gonna say, uh, excuse me, Dan, I, uh, uh, can I interest you in a, in an offer? That, that's it. <laughs> the, the guy is hearing, uh, the, the music of my heart will go on and on, but can still kind of hear you. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Cause he's in a great well, mood. The woman is still furious. He's in a great mood. And I'm going to say, Hey, uh, have you, have you seen this drinking fountain over here? It's incredible. The water is cold. You gotta have a sip. <laughs> Okay. Uh, how many IPs would you like to spend on this guy? Um, how many do I have? <laughs> You've spent one. You have four left. Uh, he only has five IPs. Uh, everybody else, just so you know. Let's use one. One is fine. Okay. When lead you need is on somebody, uh, they are very suggestible. It usually only takes one IP then to influence them. That's what the spell actually does. Excellent. So you, you suggest that to him. So he's going to go away So uh, to, the, to the drinking fountain. He's like, oh, my gosh, it's so cold. Far. And, uh, and he's, like, drinking water. Um, this woman is a little irate. And she's like, Dan, where are you? Dan? Dan? But the good thing is she was negatively influencing him, like, starting to bring him back down. And he's now walked off. But she is still irate. And if... If she remains in that position, they are going to slow down this whole process. They are causing a problem. <laughs> hey, lady. Hey, lady. Why are you so angry? What makes you so angry? She's like, well, he's upset that we have to be here today because we got in the fender bender the other day. And now we like had to borrow his mother's car and we have to re-register the old one because we had to change the license plate while it was getting work done. And he's, he's blaming this on me, but I, it's clearly not my fault. Clearly not my fault. And Sasley remembers what her dad always says. He's always like, you can always hug everything out. So she walks towards her and she tries to hug her. It, like, it's the free action first. <laughs> That's the free action. That's not with, you're not trying to influence yeah. her with that. That's just. No, first is my free action. <laughs> okay, just... <laughs> I'm like, I understand. And then I'm like, well, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay she, she she just lifts her hands as this tiny human uh wraps her arms around her and she's like i, I um all right <laughs> and Cecily's like are you still angry <laughs> yes <laughs> dad it didn't help at all you always said you can hug it out so what you i want to kiss now, as well you gotta kiss her as well i don't know that woman i don't know that woman oh I'm oh, just, right. I forgot. Oh, I, I forgot. You know what? It doesn't make sense. That's why I'm going to this magical school. I'm going to cast Overjoyed and Freuden. Okay. Cast Overjoyed and Freuden. Which is a 13. You, ca you, you rolled a 13? Yeah. What do you need to cast the spell? An 8. <laughs> nice. She's going to roll bookishness? She rolls a 17. So for, this woman is much, like, much more strong mentally. And she looks at her and she's like, wow, you're really like my mother. <laughs> <laughs> and you kiss her then, Dad? <laughs> I don't get it. Well, only sometimes. Okay, that's the end of this round. <laughs> as you are standing there, <laughs> as the guy is off at the drinking fountain, this woman is still like, like, you've taken her off guard by hugging her, but she's like, you see her about to go in on Dan again. Dan, get back. Dan, get back over here. And then you hear a woman from the back right corner of the room at one of the benches go, Billy, Billy, no. And you see there is a kid running through the DMV. He has a little like car 
And this is like classic hyperactive adolescent behavior. This kid's like maybe eight or nine. And he's like, vroom, vroom. <laughs> Uh, and just absolutely causing a ruckus. Uh, things are really starting to devolve into <laughs> chaos here. Lucas, your chance to use the snake again. We're gonna. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're gonna start at the top of the order. You've All got right. one angry guy. And you've got one hyperactive kid. And I will tell you this, since we're starting to get into it, you're on your fourth turn. Uh, hyperactive kid is the number six on my table. He is the absolute worst. <laughs> Let's see if we get to manage one of our two problems for the time being. Um, Overjoyed and Freuden didn't work on her. Maybe lead you need will do. That's a rolled... 13 plus 1 plus 2 means 16. Okay, great. 16. I'm going to roll for her. She got a 13 this time. So she's like, Dan, she's, she's going at this woman, is going, Dan, Dan, I swear, Please I swear, need. if we don't near, far, <laughs> wherever. And he turns around and their, their hands touch each other yes! and they start singing together. You are, and I know, and they start slow dancing in the room. But you also see them look up at the number. Oh my god, I almost forgot. <laughs> We're waiting in line at the DMV. So romantic. Uh, successfully resolved this issue. <laughs> Good old Celine. She always solves every problem. <laughs> uh, Jasper, it's back to you. <laughs> That makes me aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, all this influence magic coming in very handy. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Jasper is like trying to get closer to the child if possible. Uh, excuse me. Hello, Billy. <laughs> Jasper is so good with kids. He's not paying any attention to you. He's like, <laughs> his car is like, he's going over people's knees that are waiting on chairs. Boom, boom. <laughs> Um, and then <laughs> Jasper is like, because I, I, I hope I still have it, Jasper is grabbing his lovely book called How to Be a Witty Wizard. Uh-huh. Do I have it with me? And you just hit the kit with it. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have How to Be a Witty Wizard with you. You wouldn't go to class without it. I want to, I want to try to um, just quickly go through the book and okay. try to find probably the most interesting looking picture that could possibly be in that book. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, okay. Okay, great. Oh, no. So roll a research roll and see if you can find something really bizarre to show this kid. A picture of Wilbur. <laughs> no! No, guys! It was, oh no, it was on my papers and it was a 19, but then it just turned one more over and now it's a two. No! Oh no, it was actually, it was a really good idea. Oh uh, wait, it's plus one. I got it a three, so <laughs> let me, let me do it. I was like, did you ever think about the fact, what if the child likes the picture so much that it wants to keep the book? You, then you deal with that when you're on your way out of the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jasper, that's your turn. With the three, can I still slap that kid with the book? Can you slap him with it? As a free action. <laughs> as a free action. Oh, <laughs> um, oh. you, you can't roll a research roll and, and do a physical attack. <laughs> you can bop him on the head, but it won't count as like an actual physical attack. We all want to hit Billy. We all understand that. <laughs> Fredly, it's up to you. You've got a hyperactive kid on your hands. Okay, but what if we accidentally kill Billy? 
Not that, not that no. I'm like, not that I'm gonna, but like, what if it happens? Problem solved. <laughs> problem solved. Hold on, Dad. Hold on. That's one less problem to deal with. You always said I was super hyperactive when I was a child. What did you do when I was so super hyperactive? He hugged you. Oh, well, I just gave you your time. I think I was like, yeah, you just, she's got to wear herself out. I, I don't I don't think we have that kind of time with this kid. What did mom do then? Oh, well, <laughs> mom would just slap you and, you know, <laughs> with love, of course. Um, no. But wait, okay, so so what I'm thinking is is I've got this um, you know how sometimes I use my little my my friendly deadlies and I I you you know, I can grow these plants. Um I I feel like I can I can maybe distract him with some sort of plant something. So I've got this pixie Puffalance that I could use. <laughs> Can't wait to see that, Dad. <laughs> I'm hoping for just a big tree so we can go climb it or something. Okay, yeah. I don't know if that'll destroy the DMV, but we'll see. <laughs> um, I'm quite nervous because this might also kill the kid. <laughs> but here we go. <laughs> oh, well, that's not good. I rolled a natural one. Natural <laughs> one. Uh, the I believe it is the only number that is actually a failure on this spell. I think every other number can actually make something. Well, this 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 one says one to ten oh, is okay, flower, yeah. seedlings, saplings, small shrubs may be created. Okay, that's fair. So, uh, what do you what, what do you make? <laughs> um, I feel like the natural one would be like an acorn or something. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that could be anything too splendid. <laughs> yep. Okay, great. So I'm like, oh, I use just an acorn. Have a late kid. Check this out. How cool is this, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> roll a luck check. <laughs> pure, pure luck. Lots of luck happening. Um, I rolled an eighteen. Pretty good. Um, what the heck? <laughs> I'm not gonna say that this kid like takes this acorn and is like immediately pacified, but you actually manage for the first time to get his attention, and he like notices you and Sassley standing close to each other, and he comes, he wants to see what you've got in your hand. Uh, Sassley, what you up to? Now you can easily knock it out. You're the last one uh, with an action this round. So the kid is next to me? Yeah. I would try to do what I tried with the kobold as well, try to copy the, the behavior and take the car and run super loud through the, like, <laughs> to confuse it so that it stops. <laughs> Do you want to spend an influence point to affect it? Two. Uh, I will say that because Fredly was successful in already getting this kid's attention, that two influence points is going to be enough. So as you run around this room, <laughs> and you're like doing the same thing this kid's doing, he's like, <laughs> and the Ganoan kids are like, they're like hyperactive, but they're like confused. Like, and he starts to reach for the car. He wants the car back. He's following you around. He's running after you. And then Cecily's like, do you want the car back? <laughs> Do you promise to be quiet and not disturb anyone? Uh, yeah. Promise? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, just give me your hand and we shake the hands. Give it first. <laughs> he shakes okay. your hand. It's very sticky. Mm. Oh, 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 okay, never mind, never mind. Here is the car. <laughs> Goodbye, little friend. Okay. He takes it and he's like, <laughs> and he goes back to his mom. She's like, Billy, Billy, get over here. And then she's quietly like scolding him. I just don't Never in my life. <laughs> and Cecily turns to Fredley and she's like, Do you have anything to clean it with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, take this acorn. Oh. 
No, Dad, now it sticks to my hand as well. Dad. Yeah, well, no. That's your problem now. Uh. <laughs> so, at this point, a gentleman walks over to you, Jasper, and puts his hand on your shoulder. And he says, Hey, hey, hey there, Rasselbach Wranglers. How's it going, cool cats? Oh. Oh, it's Mr. Portrain. <laughs> so what do I see when I turn around? So you see, there is a guy, like, that is part of this illusion. But as you know from your interactions with ghosts before, like, when it comes to illusion magic, they're kind of able to mess with it. They can see invisible things, they can turn invisible, they can interact with illusions, they're, they're incorporeal in that way. So he's kind of possessed this illusion person and uh, is talking to you. He's like, hey, hey, how are my favorite kids doing? Whoa, hey, daddy-o! Tries to high-five you, Fredly. Oh, oh, all right, all right, oh, okay. Cool guy. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to say I was uh, getting some kind of psychic waves from in here. Uh, a word of advice. Don't let things get too uh, angry. Most Wiedergänger like me, Wiedergänger, what the ghosts in this world are called, by the way, most Wiedergänger like me are attracted to powerful emotions, uh, especially anger. Uh, it's anger that keeps most of us around, to be honest. Not me, but I gotta be honest, even I felt this. There's something real angry happening here, something that's not quite right. And um, I have a feeling Larissa's illusion has gotten away from him. Alright, everybody got me on the flip side? Alright, thank you for the hint. Yeah. So anyways, maybe I can uh, hang around and help you guys out and whoa, wait, what's happening? And suddenly you see the John Paul Train ghost form that you know get sucked out of this human being that's standing in front of you. And he starts to get sucked as if through a funnel. His body is like turning into a little Casper end and it's almost like whirlpooling out. And he says, what, what is going on? Oh, kids, kids, I think I'm getting ejected out of here. Whatever is in here with you is powerful. Whoa, watch out, cool cats. See you on the other side. And he fades out of existence. And as you all stand there, just shell-shocked, that's where we'll end our episode. Mr. Portrain. Oh, boy. <laughs> JK, we rolling. It's magic out of control. Start running. Our magician master is Michael Moore. Sassly Mary Nature Spring is Nadine Kuhn. Jasper Casper is Lucas Fisher. Eric Miller is Sebastian Kinder. Fredly Nature Spring is Nate Huntley. Theme song by Aaron Richard, with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Cover art by Pascal Genet. Hey folks, thanks for joining us today. Whatever day it is where you are right now, thanks. It means so much to us that you're listening in, and if you are enjoying the show so far, please do tell a friend or two. This episode was one of my personal favorite episodes ever, and I do believe one of our funniest. Uh, but there's much more in store for our heroes and their dad, and our guest Nate Huntley will luckily be with us for a couple more episodes, so keep tuning in. This class will twist in unexpected ways. <laughs> You can find a link to Nate's YouTube channel, Argyle Gargoyle, that's so hard to say, in our show description. 
His pic is in our social media. Please do check out this very funny guy. What social media, you ask? Why, Instagram and Facebook are best. Just look us up as JK We're Rolling on either platform, and you can even find us on Twitter, which I very occasionally do use. If you haven't given us a review yet, please do so. It is so very helpful and appreciated, and comes with a shout-out here on the show iTunes or Apple Podcast is preferred, but you can even review us on Facebook or Podchaser. Every little bit is appreciated. If you are a director of Magic Patron at 10 euros a month or more, we appreciate you and honor you and thank you for spending your hard-earned cash to allow us to work a little harder on this podcast. For Valentine's Day, we released special Valentine's letters from the Shieldless to various folks in and outside of the castle, only on Patreon, especially for our Director of Magic patrons, so don't miss that. And that's it for me. So until next time, my friends, keep your head brain sharp and your wand at the ready. Nate, can you be like... Hi, hello, in, in your friendly voice. Uh, hi, hello. Perfect. Hello. Thank you. Good morning. <laughs> My dad's voice is so supportive. It, he supports it from here, and then he puts it right in the mask to project. <laughs> it's all, the, the, the trick is just doing it all in the throat. <laughs> right. That's why we very often have like a little pain there. But it helps to drink a lot of water. <laughs> Hydration is also... <laughs> Dad, stop it. I feel it too. Sorry, I just I just felt a little tickle. I'm, I might be coming down with something. 